For all of you who listen to Submersion and own an Android device, go to the Google Play Store and download the Podcast Republic app. It's a fantastic app that allows you to get all of your favorite podcasts directly on your Android device. I personally use the app and I love it. I can search for the podcast I want to listen to, select it as a favorite, and have it just a click away. Make sure you select Submersion as a favorite so you don't miss any of our new episodes every Thursday. Again, the app is the Podcast Republic app, available on Android devices. Episode 130. Woo! And boy, oh boy, is it a big one. Uh, huge, more like it. What, what? Uh, and there's only three of us here for a huge one, as you yeah. can see. Uh, did I keep this turned on? Uh, I can only oh, touch your shoulder. Oh, great. Uh, oh, there we go, the wrong way. More visual. Uh, I can't touch him. I can't touch him, though. Visual just, gaffes. We were all about it. We're all about this type of stuff. Um, I don't know. That's rude. I'm the biggest. I shouldn't be the biggest. I'll just overlap Jamie so I can keep nice. touching oh him. Oh, my God. Boom. There Boom. we go. <laughs> Wait, sorry, wrong way. There we go. Yeah. Oh Anyways, we're, right. we're wasting our right. times on the podcast. We are. But because, yeah. We're back. We wanted to get another one out. You know, we, we've been pretty spotty. Uh for what last two months probably what last four months uh we're back though we're doing it we're doing it right and anything anything new anybody getting rich off this doga you know that's the big thing doga right? is that how you pronounce it i thought it's doji I, it's doge is it it's doge doge, doge? doge. doge. dude doge. so we have three different pronunciations um, i thought it was correct like, <laughs> is it it's 100 dogecoin dogecoin all right dogecoin Man, I'm not trying to get rich on it, but I barely have any in it. I had fifteen dollars left over from a transaction. I'm like, sure. Oh, so you probably what have you gotten? Like about you got like seven bucks going right now. I've got a little bit. I sold uh, I sold some gold though. Now I'm debating whether to uh, buy back in on some gold or get some buy a, a shitload of Dogecoin. <laughs> Dude, I so it dropped off like it skyrocketed. I'm not gonna lie, like I more than doubled my money, and then it just like yeah, but started tanking today. Kyle, I did tell and I was you in panic mode. When you panic mode. Oh, when you first no. talked to me about it, that was well after because like since what like two weeks ago, it's up. This is last week. This was last week. I know. I was like Jamie. I just bought this stuff. And right. That's but a I stupid said, move. And I Kyle. said no. I said uh, I said didn't that didn't wasn't didn't the surge already happen? And I was right. Like four, five days before you bought it, it went up sixteen times, and then it happened again. It was the well, highest. No, it's then ever it went. Been. Then it went up twice. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it went from basically worth zero to worth like three cents, and then you bought it at three, and now it's what at like eight or something. Uh, it was so it went to eight, and then it went down to seven, and well, actually, it was tanking. It was like shooting down to five, and I was like, oh my god, like this is it. This is when it bottoms <laughs> out. And then I sold, and I was like, that was stupid. And I immediately bought back in, but then. I- <laughs> But you know, but then like it went, it went back Hopefully up in that not, time when I did the transaction. So not, then I lost a thousand Doja or Doge, and I was like, oh my god! So then I had to, you bought, you just bought I, back I in for the more. original amount, right? You, no, you, you, I mean you, I bought back in all the money. Well, I mean I was, I was already, I already made a bunch of money. That's what I mean. So, so you kept, you kept the profit, or you kept your original. So now you're, pl- you're playing only on profit, right? No, 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 no. I could if I wanted to. I haven't lost yet mm-hmm. well, at all. Welcome to CryptoCast. I was waiting for our, Jamie to do the welcome to joke. Our cryptocurrency podcast, this, which is what we've apparently shifted to. Investing for idiots. Gag. I'm really into 
Alien coin? Is that something? Uh, that I it should be. You could sure. start that. Alien Smart coin. enough to make that stuff happen. Yeah, uh, the idea is it's a universal crypto currency. Ah, dude, you get on you get on with that type of stuff, man, and now we're talking. But anyway, I gotta get the celebs in on it and then I'll, I'll then I'll be good to go. You do. Anybody been doing anything else other than well, I guess Jamie and I, we're still we're still bowling safely. Yep, we know that. I'm about to get my um, I am about to get my second uh, vaccine almost a week away, second dose. Are you? So I'll be super Getting vaccinated? super protected. Oh yeah. Extra vaccinated. I'm actually asking for three time doses. for I like that. That's yeah. good. When somebody else could get one, you're like, "Excuse me, but I could use another one." I'd like a third one, please. I actually canceled yeah. my Europe trip yesterday. Oh no! Did you? Yeah, didn't look uh, too promising, and a lot of the group wanted to uh, wanted to get out of it um, oh. proactively. Uh. So I'm like, all right, I've got the most invested, so I was like, I have the most at stake. So I had to read some fine print, but fortunately, Delta Airlines plug Delta Airlines out there. Thank Love you Delta. guys for Love Delta. Get it, Delta. Give me full e credit back to spend on future flights with them. So. Future flights you to go. London to hang out with uh, in foggy London town. I, I with fully intended to reach out to Patrick. I have no idea if he would welcome me or not, but I was going to reach out to Patrick when I was in London. Oh, look at Jamie making sure that we all see that he is drinking again. I welcome have. back to alcohol, Jamie. We've missed you. Love it. Love <laughs> alcohol. Love all of that. But yeah, I haven't been doing Wonderful. too much other than the bowling with you. Well, I've been yeah. crushing algorithms like usual, just writing, writing code up a st- code up the wazoo. Crushed it today. I wrote an algorithm that might be the best that's ever been written. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's the best. I should probably win a Nobel Prize, but I won't because yeah, it's biased against me. It's all political, isn't exactly, it? Exactly, yeah. It's just garbage. It's like a political yeah. game out there. But <sighs> um, It's just craziness. Yeah, no, it was pretty great. And then tomorrow we're going to crush bowling. I'm probably going to bowl 300, and it's just going to be a really good week, I think. Well, I hope everyone has as good a week as we do. But we are a podcast, right? So. Dive, 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 dive. What began as an innocent conversation among friends would soon spiral out of control and later be referred to by future generations as the eighth wonder of the modern world. Hunley, 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 Hunley. Okay, Mac East Studios takes Donald you on the Sutherland journey of Mr. your Man's lifetime as your uh. captains, the artist formerly known as Brom, Jamie the Ointment, Kyle L. Capitan, and the gruesome twosome present Submersion. So, episode one. Thirty, and we've got a movie that I think's been on our sonar for Ever. quite a while. I, it's, it literally is. Yeah, it was one that kind of shocked me. Uh, Brom, I know you've been really looking forward to this. If only I could just maybe reach out and uh, tag you or something. Maybe if I say, "Hey, there you are. Hey, tag, you're it." Um, oh what did God. we watch? Well, we didn't watch. A contemporary submarine in action. We didn't watch a Cold War submarine in action. Didn't watch a World War II submarine in action. We're going all the way back to the Civil War, the American Civil War. Yep, you heard it right. 
to watch the Hunley 1999 about a Confederate submarine. Yep, you heard it right, folks. Unreal. The Civil War. And until we watched this, I wasn't even aware. I mean, I'd heard of the turtle, right? right? The one that was used in the Revolutionary War. Attempted to I don't be used. Think, <laughs> right, yeah. I don't think, think it was super was. successful. And I don't think there's any movies on that, but uh, we can, if anybody's going to know, it's going to be us. So we're going to look, I guess. we got to find out. I think there was it, a TV episode involving the turtle, but no feature length films. Uh, well, it might be worth checking out. But yeah, yeah, you don't hear about submarines prior, really, to World Wars. So World War One, yeah. Here so we go. That's actually one of the things they highlighted. Did they say that at the end of the movie? That this was. It was the first sinking of a ship by a submarine ever, and then there wasn't another one until World War One. So fifty years, right? Fifty years later. Oh wow! Almost, really? Almost yeah. To the I mean, day, almost to the year, I think, because they sunk the ship in the, using the Hunley in 1864. The next time a submarine sunk, sunk a ship was 1914. Wow! Yeah. Another I mean, really cool factoid there they yeah. said was in 1995 they found the the wreckage or rather not I mean it was intact they were able to uh, find it and I, I I assume at this point that they've uh, pulled it out and gave the soldiers a, a burial yep. but uh, we'll talk the, about uh, you can see okay. the coin and stuff yeah. some of that here yeah the coins and the actually coin? a very a famous person. Um, lucky coin, Jamie. That's right. Yeah, that's true. Movies. And this is a this is a legit lucky coin. It wasn't just some weird distraction magic trick that he was using. It was true, a lucky coin. But you know what? We should probably get into this movie in order to talk about our lucky coins. Talk about all this stuff. I did want to note some of the people involved in the movie. Armand Asante, one of our faves, dude on the of on the beach Amazing. fame. Uh, yes, he's a maniac, and I love him. Uh, Mustard Man's best friend, Donald Sutherland. That's right. Um, Boom. The hangout of bowling green bars. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. He's all over the place. Uh some other recognizable faces from TV and that kind of stuff. And then the writer and director, John Gray, he directed a Steven Seagal film called The Glimmer Man, which is a ridiculous <laughs> movie. All if right, you yeah. are interested in it, ridiculous. Of course, Jamie's movies, gonna know that. He he directed Glimmer Man, which me and Patrick Glimmer watched. Man. I don't know, but did you guys know me and my brother have a it's a website? Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's called BadMovieTwins.com. I haven't heard of it. Yeah, no, it's BadMovieTwins.com. That's BadMovieTwins.com? Bad yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, so we just watched that. I think I think it was last year that we watched Glimmer Man. Maybe the year before. I can't remember. Well, they all blend together. We've been doing it for like 10 years, legitimately 10 years. I know. Well, that's what sometimes like with the submarine movies, right? So right. we'd be like, oh, what happened in this one? And now, I mean, what? We're, we're approaching three years since we launched, right? Yeah. 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 So I I totally get it. Some of those start blending together. Yep. Especially some of believe. the like middle of the road ones. Yeah. <laughs> right. I know. It's just like, what the heck? How but, are there this many sub movies, gang? But Middle of the here. Road is not what we're talking about today. We're talking about the Hunley, H AKA the Hun, aka Big H. Uh it is a so we open, right? And we are straight into some action because ever heard of the Hunley? It's sinking. That ship Uh-oh. is going down with all hands. They can't. They can't pull the bolts. They got a wrench. They're like, "Hey, I'm going to use this wrench." And we're like, "Love it." There's not going to be any explosions because this whole thing is just like a metal contraption that they built. There's a lot of wrench stuff, though. Oh yeah, they're always like, "Where's water the in the sub? Water in the sub? Yeah. Wrenches? 
People freaking out. I don't know. Windows. That's kind of one that we don't see very often. They got little windows in the submarine. And it doesn't really work out too great later. But no, we can talk later, about later that. Doesn't, isn't, isn't an ideal thing to have. Anyways, it sinks all hands. It's claimed that they kind of made a mistake of some sort. They had by accident not totally closed like a valve or something in the front. They took on a little bit too much water. And the, as they were going down, they didn't turn and drop the ballast on the bottom of the uh, Hunley in time. And they sunk and killed everyone. Then they were able to bring it back up, uh, which is kind of crazy given the fact that, you know, later we see it sink and it wasn't brought up from the uh, harbor until 1995 or something like that, or, or, yeah. or yeah. 2000 or something. It wasn't located until 1995. Whereas it's, this thing was sinking left and right and they were just like pulling yeah. it up from the, from the harbor. Like, let's do it again. It's very impressive, right? Effect, yeah. Like a lot of this stuff really impresses me just, I know, yeah. Back in the day, being able to move something of this weight around, or even like you said, bringing it up. How do you? How do they do that without the machinery and stuff they have? I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. We'll talk about it later. So, anyways, there's a guy. We see our first beautiful glimpse of Armando Sante. He's drinking his worries away. He's kind of imagining his dead wife. He's like, "Oh, I missed you so much, dead wife," and she's like a ghost. It's like real spooky. And then, but a guy's like, um, uh. What, what's his, what was his rank? Lieutenant or something? Whatever. Yeah, Dixon, Lieutenant Dixon. Lieutenant Dixon, why are you all talking to that ghost? I got a message for you. Uh, you know, General Beauregard wants to see you. And he's like, what? And they're like, yeah, the whole crew of the Hunley totally boned it. And they're like sunk. And Armando Sante with his strong, big old muscles crushes his glass and bleeding everywhere. And he's like, ah, this war is going to kill us all. Do you drink? And the person's like, no. And he's like, you will. And then he goes to talk to Beauregard. And basically, Beauregard's like, Beauregard's like you're in charge now, Dixon. Get on it. Well, did you hear who was on that sub? Who was on that voyage? It's so important that it Cap- sunk. Captain Hunley himself. The creator of the sub. Yeah. Not... Great, right? I mean, if that's not really like a real reassuring feeling. Yeah, so he there's a new guy in from uh, Alabama. He's going to be kind of like the navigator and whatever. He's like the front of the boat. Uh, Armando Sante, he's going to be the back of the boat. In between, though, they need to get a crew back together. They just killed. The second time, it went down with all hands. Second set of like eight people that have died on this submarine. And it's all being operated by the Army. And so like they have to go and kind of beg the Navy and try to recruit people from the Navy in order to get people for this summary. And so they, you know, we see a scene of him going and he's explaining like this blockade, you know, they're blockading Charleston Harbor, uh, the union, and, you know, we're giant traders to the country. And, you know, basically we have this terrible cause and we're terrible people, but we got to break this thing. They kind of go through that, right? Yeah. That's, those are his exact words. Yeah. Well, they should have, but they didn't because this is a, Pro Confederacy movie of some sort. Uh, aired on it TNT. is kind of like awkwardly, uh, and it's not yeah, not bad, the, bad, but it's obviously a from the Confederate standpoint, almost like Das Boot with the Nazis. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. true. Das Boot yeah. did not did not you know go through every once in a while mentioning the fact. What about those death camps? Is that a problem? And everyone being like, eh, well, <laughs> they never. Yeah, so you're right. I mean, they basically were just like, eh, we're part of a war. We're on this side of the war. Yeah, it's yeah. just like the other. It's the other side, I guess. It's something right. that we don't really see too often, but yep. And so, anyways, they are like, we need to stop this uh, blockade. Um, who will volunteer? And basically, all the Navy people are like, 
get the hell out of here. You're all army folk. You don't even know. What do you know about summer? I like to be on top of the ocean. Ever heard of it? It's like the better place to be. I don't like to be underneath. That's what we're trying not to do. Like maybe you don't realize it. <laughs> and basically Dixon's like, screw you. I'm getting out of here. And so they go and they, they go out to get a little bit drunk. Don't remember about it. Dude, it's always a good time to get drunk, right? Yeah. And they and all of a sudden Charleston starts getting shelled. Totally shelled. And Asante, I mean, around Asante doesn't even seem like he is concerned about this. He just like walks out. He's rescuing ladies, not even necessarily even like good looking ones. And he's like, <laughs> I know, trying yeah. to make I out with them. I thought they were going to kiss. And I was like, oh, what no, is happening they, right they now? They were 100% looking exactly like he was going to kiss this kind of like old lady that he rescued. Yeah. I was like, wait, I was like, oh, what's don't, happening? Is don't you like, do that. Hands off, Armand. You, yeah. you but do then, not then, kiss then her. Then the lady's husband comes by and the lady runs to, flees to his arms. And the guy's like, I have everything to thank for you. It's like, it literally looked like he was about to make out with your wife. Dude, and when what, what should have happened here, right? It's because this is like a grown woman just like screaming in the street. She's like, my husband, my husband, my husband. And then like you would think in most movies, right, it would be it would be a kid and he would save the kid, right? Not, not somebody who's totally capable of walking <laughs> yes, away. Yeah, maybe. But anyway. But I don't know. Yeah. So anyways, as a result, the city gets shelled. They're kind of like, isn't it weird? You know, why do they why do they shell the city every once in a while? Shouldn't they just shell the, you know, the fort or whatever? They, they go through that at some point later on. But as a result of the shelling of the city, all of a sudden they come back to the Hunley and there is a whole bunch of people ready to volunteer. And I thought it was a giant mistake. I thought at some point I thought this guy just had a terrible accent, but he goes, I heard you looking for a crew. And at least he's like sounded British or Irish or whatever. And I was like, holy shit. Was he trying to do a Southern accent? But he wasn't. He was actually Irish. <laughs> <laughs> he thought it was a Southern accent attempt. I would have loved that. That would have been great. Yeah. If they just like, like played on it and were like, yeah, he's from the South. Like, nobody can explain <laughs> it. Like, but okay, yeah, they, and this is what, probably my favorite part of the movie was them introducing all the people. They're like, we got our crew. Yeah. Let's go through them. We got this guy. He's Irish. He likes it's a video montage. Yeah. He oh, likes yeah. To fight. And she has a little like brawl. It's like, oh, it's Connor McGregor, like, the Irish <laughs> right. spitfire. He's like, this guy. Like, this movie inspired Connor McGregor to be a fighter. Right. He's like, this guy, he's like real dumb, but he's strong. This guy, he's a fisherman. He catches fish with his hands. And not the only time we'll see him catch fish with his oh, hands. Oh, my gosh. He fish dude, with his hands just, all the time. All the time. Like rants. <laughs> Oh, was, I forgot was, about that. Oh, and then there's this guy. He's like, he's killed a couple people and he's crazy. He's also learning French. He's like an intellectual. And I'm like, this is crazy. This is amazing. I love this character development. Yeah. They're like, then these three other people, they're young. And I'm like, oh, I didn't do as much with those guys, but that's okay. Yeah. Well, you, you had such insanity. And this is reminiscent, I think, of like, you remember the movie Armageddon when they're oh, talking yeah. about the crew that they're going to take onto the spacecraft? That's. Very similar to what yeah, this Owen is Owen Wilson's like. like on his motorcycle or whatever, or Bear's on his motorcycle. Owen Wilson's riding a horse. You know, the other guy's gambling. Uh, Steve yeah. Buscemi is probably doing something. Well, yeah, know, their, their line with Steve Buscemi is like, "Oh, he's horny." And right, like, he's a horny. I remember, as, I remember as a kid specifically asking my dad, "Be like, what's that mean?" <laughs> it's just <laughs> like <laughs> nothing, Kyle. We haven't done <laughs> we haven't done Armageddon, have we? For this, no, no. Is there subbing that? I can't remember. 
Probably not. <laughs> now that I think about it. Space Anyways. shuttle's like a sub, right? You can't get out. Right. Um, so anyways, I mean, I, at this point, they start to train. They don't like each other. They're like fighting a whole bunch. Young people don't like the Irish guy. The Irish guy is also kind of always being like, I'm just fighting this war because it gives me like money and food and like a place to live and stuff. And like, I don't really care about the cause. Like, don't be dumb. This cause isn't like worth it. We're going to lose. The, the war is over. Because right? at, the, at the point that this film is happening, taking place, it's pretty much over. That, you know, it's clear the Confederacy is going to lose and because uh, they're a bunch of losers and traitors. And and so, like, uh, that's the end of that. I mean, you could say, oh, you want we're fighting for our country, but you're you're going to lose. So you can't really be at this point fighting for it. And so they get in a bunch of brawls about that and that kind of stuff. Um, and another guy is like always talking about his wife and that kind of, but they, they don't they're not currently really getting along very well. And it isn't until. They go and do their first like kind of test that they really bond. We see that bond, that team bond, kind of like us. Like when when we first started podcasting, we weren't a team yet. And then what we first no. did is we dove this the submarine that we're all on right now uh, underneath and stayed there as long as we could. We, you know, as the air totally went out. But the only problem is, of course, they were in this little Hunley. Uh, that's what I'm calling. Them. It's the Hunley. And yeah. this little Hunley and the Hunley, basically 25 minutes after they were down there, they basically didn't have any air. Like the matches went out, the candle went out and whatever. Our submarine's huge. So, it, you know, we could stay down there. We had air for wanted. days. Yeah. Oh, no, no. Forever and ever. Yeah. Pretty much. So it wasn't we have an air I mean, filtration system. So, yeah. I mean, you know, that's is what it is. It but. wasn't quite the same bonding experience, but, uh, you know, it was similar in some ways. Yeah. There's a lot more like ping pong and mm-hmm. that type of stuff in mm-hmm. our bonding experience. Ice, bra- ice breaking situations, that kind of stuff. Yeah, mimosas mm-hmm. and um, Mai Tais, all that type of good stuff. But none of that on the Hunley. So mm-hmm. you could tell they weren't as tight as we were. Right. And so they, because they, they go down there, they're sticking around for like 25 minutes. They, and they're, they're, none of them want to say it's time to go up. And they're basically falling apart. They're going to like pass out. And eventually all as a team... All as one, they say up and they decide it's time to go up. And so they try to go up, but oh, they're stuck in the seaweed. And so they're all panicking. People are like going crazy. It's like bashing their heads against the wall, going nuts. And eventually they're able to get free of the the seaweed, come up, and all of a sudden they're like partying. They're like bestie friends forever and ever, BFFs, Fs. So three Fs. It's like, dude, you remember when we almost all suffocated together? Bro, that was so nuts. It was like 30 minutes ago. Like, let's hit the bar let's and the whorehouse. S- yeah, let's get some prostitutes. And everybody's like, <laughs> yeah. all right, cool. Let's go do that. I guess things escalate pretty quickly down here. So. And the one guy who's married is like, I don't want a prostitute. Help me. And then Armando Asante's like, uh, just say you have to go back to the submarine. He's like, great, good. So he goes, I have to go back to the submarine, this uh, term that I just invented. And they're like, oh, it's a good term. Uh, and they're yeah. like, uh, so go back to the submarine. And then five seconds later, we see him still there walking with them drunk. And I'm like, I thought you had to go to the submarine. Yeah, dude. Well, he couldn't because guess what? As he's going to leave, one of the surface ship guys is like, you guys are a bunch of cowards fighting underneath the waves. And I think you guys should all stay down there and drown and die. And people are like, no. Dude, we're just here for a good time. Not a long time. But we're going to fight now. And so, wham, Irish dude, throwing him, left hook, no, right hook. No, it was the Frenchman. The, the Frenchman, he, he jumps oh, in. The, the guy that's learning right. French the guy, comes in and he's like, He looks like Dr. Jekyll. 
Yeah. Straight up, doesn't he? He did. From uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. <laughs> he does. <laughs> That's what I thought. When I saw him, I was like, this guy, I mean, he basically was. He was Jekyll and Hyde, right? He's this quiet, calm, collected dude. And then they're like, he's killed five people, but he didn't have a gun. He did it with his bare hands. We're like, what's that? Why'd you say it in that voice? It's really weird. Why'd you do that? But he's a wild card, man. He's a machine. Yeah. So throughout this, we're also gathering a little bit about Dixon's history, which is, you know, I think part of the film itself is the fact that not much is known about the people who drown on the Hunley other than Dixon. So they could kind of fill in his backstory. Everyone else was invented. They weren't like real people, obviously. He wasn't a fisherman. There, there wasn't some note in a general's journal being like, and there was this fisherman who caught fish with his hands. Oh, strange. Uh, so they're all made, it's all made up. But uh, Dixon, you know, we have a bunch of flashbacks that kind of show the fact that he like had been injured in battle. He had a lucky coin that his wife gave him. Lucky coin. That's a big plus. It's plus 10 on the scorecard. Uh, yeah. That saved his life. It deflected a bullet that had hit his uh, leg and prevented him from probably losing the leg or dying. And uh, and so he was like super in love with his wife, obviously. She gave him the coin. How could you not love your wife then? And But then she going to see him at the hospital or whatever – uh, drowned by a bombing of it or uh, by a, her boat, like by accident hitting a rogue torpedo or something. And now yeah, that's a term that yeah, we, see, will, yeah. we will use throughout this. And in the Civil War times, a torpedo is not what you would think of in like a traditional sense. It's more of like a mine, what we would think of as a ocean mine. Right. That you basically drift or push into somebody uh so that's that's kind of what a torpedo is not the self-propelled sweet rockets that we're used to but um still called a torpedo yeah and so anyways it's time for them to like go into action basically Beauregard needs like a victory needs to break this thing so they say okay you're gonna go after the uss wabash uh wabash and uh um and they all get kind of gathered together and they're like okay we just experienced almost drowning we know what, or almost suffocating. We know what that's like. We don't like it. So if we get end up getting stuck on this mission, we're going to just open the valves and drown ourselves and have it be quick. And everyone's like, okay. And they all agree. I disagree. I think suffocating would be better. I sleep sweet slumber as I fall asleep uh, now, from lack of oxygen to my brain slowly. Here's the thing. better, but. Charleston Bay can't be that deep, right? <laughs> True. I mean, you would think if you would go down, you could just do what we've seen in many other. You let the pressure kind of equalize with the water rushing in and try to swim to the top. I, I think from I what I saw, well, yeah. like average depth might have been like 45 feet or something. But yeah, I, mean, so I, I think I, I could actually, be wrong. I think this uh, I think there is a better explanation for what happened than what they should. OK. Yeah. And I'll, and I'll kind of get to that in terms of what they found out about the ship or about the submarine. Uh, after. And this. And this was made uh, before they had actually brought the ship up. Boat. 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 Boat up. The ship. Boat. Boat up. The ship boat up. Ooh. Throw um, back to Jason's bachelor party. So anyways, at the same time, <laughs> we also see that the Union ships are basically, they had a spy or someone had informed them that they had something like a Hunley. They were like, they've got a Hunley. And everyone's like, what? They have a Hunley? And uh, they're like, okay, we're going to drape like uh, chains over our side and stuff and basically prevent them from getting under us. 
No, it's because that's the entire idea. Because just... the idea is you go under and then they were going to punch a uh, torpedo or release a torpedo that would hit them well, or drag a torpedo so, into them or whatever. Yeah, so yeah. the way the Hundley works is uh, we haven't really talked about it a whole lot, but it's hand propelled. So there's hand cranks and the six other guys who are inside are sitting there like it's like a bicycle, right? But you're doing that with your hands and you're making it move and you drag a torpedo, the mine, on a rope behind you you dive under you surface and you let that thing smack into the ship so not ideal right if you if you stop moving that torpedo could uh, drift into you and we had that happen um in one of the scenes they had to cut that thing free is that at this time yeah Did so this is when they, when they go to the u.s oh. wash they, they surface and they look basically look at it and they're like ah shit there's chains and as they're sitting there they're like okay oh, cool. oh and hold on how many chains do they have they just have one no, I don't know. They have a bunch, right? Do they have two chains or how oh, many chains do they have? You got three it? chains? Or what? Brom loves it. He's like, dude, get out of here. Man. He loves that. I'm, I'm shaking my head in disapproval. <sighs> so, uh, yeah, they basically like bring the torpedo in because exactly what you're saying. They don't want the torpedo drift into them as they like try to make their escape uh, or, and, and leave. And so all of a sudden they're splashing around because the torpedo's been stuck. It's like the the whole the rope's been like tied up in the propeller, and they're basically like we can't leave with this thing dragging behind us. And so Armando Sante has to like jump into the water. They're hearing these splashing, like all kinds of like frogman noises, and like oh shoot! And they start shooting at them from the Union ship. There's like bullets whizzing by. Armando Sante's a big old hero. He's cutting loose this torpedo. He's able to do it, and then they all get piled back in, and they're all kind of like laughing. They're like, ha we did it. We got away, and it wasn't that amazing, but it was still a failure. They, they, the mission well, they got spotted, right? Yeah. So now, now they know you've got something. Like, they don't really know what that is, but they know they've got something that they're right. trying to screw around yeah, with. They said yeah, they said it, like it was like a raft, and in some ways, they weren't like totally far off because kind of how the thing operated because it couldn't be under for too long, and like they needed to yeah. see stuff, so they came up with their little like windows they were looking out of. It may as well have been just a very shallow raft. <laughs> oh yeah, it's <laughs> funny. They're ways. like, uh, I think we sunk it. <laughs> like, okay, yeah. Um, I mean, so you anyways, wouldn't know, right? If you're the first one to see this, is this is what's reminiscent of. Uh, twenty thousand leagues under the sea, right? With everybody thinking that Jules Verne, not Jules right, Verne, yeah. uh, Captain like Nemo has some like giant iron monster. That's kind of similar vein. No, yeah. I mean not. So, anyways, they get back and he goes to see Beauregard Dixon. He's basically like, uh, that just like okay. And Beauregard's like a giant failure, more like it. And then all of a sudden they start Zing. they start shelling Charleston again. And I, I did not understand this at all, but Armando Sandy runs Dude. up and it's basically like, start playing music. And like, well, while, while they were at a concert. Everywhere. Yeah. They were at a concert. And yep. this would be like if we were at just this awesome, who's a big, who's a big guy right now? If we were at a concert by the weekend, just play the Super sure. Bowl. And yeah. we're like, dude, this guy's totally playing bangers right now. Love it. You're not going to stop our good time. Mm-mm. We're going to have a great time right now. Keep playing. I want to hear Blinding Lights. And then he's like, okay, here we go. Da, 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 da. Bombs blowing everywhere and people are just dancing, loving it. Right. Just dead bodies strewn about and everyone's like, don't care. Yeah. Blinding Lights is playing. <laughs> yeah. Like, fair enough. Right. But so, but like Burgard, he's kind of like, this is my kind of cat. So he brings him back to the office like, okay, sorry, I'll let you. By the way, I'm kind where of did a genius. The, where did the roof go? 
They I don't think I've ever, no ever had one. And there's no roof on this place because it just got shellacked. But if it did, wouldn't it have collapsed and like killed people? I don't think I don't think it ever had a roof. That's my hot hot take. See, it's my hot take. What, never had a roof. I had a problem I with think that scene. What we're also missing is that they could have Brahm used some kind of material. Think about this. This is back in the day. Like it just exploded on impact, right? Straw burned instantly. Just I don't disintegrates. Know. Yeah. Like, uh, you ever seen flash paper? You ever seen that stuff? Oh, so it's made of yeah. flash. You're saying the roof was made of flash paper. I. Damn. You cannot dispute it because we don't know. Huh. We didn't know submarines were this old. We didn't know flash paper was this old. Yeah, man. I actually want to look that up right now. I'm assuming that was invented. So anyways, beer guards are like, I'm a genius. I'm basically like an engineer whiz. Don't even worry about it. Uh, ever heard of your torpedo? It's dumb. How about this torpedo? We strap it to the front. It's like a spear. Get it. Good. Oh. It's basically like, you're going to ram into it, and then you're going to back up. It's going to have like a little lead. Once you get far enough away, it'll trigger the thing and blow up your goddamn ship. I'm sorry. This is totally un- unrelated, but... It's it's Flash a possibility. Paper? Flash paper. When do you think so? 1863, the year before. And they were like, we're making okay. roofs out of this stuff. All right. Uh, Brom, you got a guess? Uh, 1869. Oh, According nice to, also, ooh, I would be debunked. According to thoughtco.com, <laughs> 1862. Ooh, wow. Like, oh, they were like, yeah, let's dude. get this on all the roofs now. Yes, that's... That's the answer. So deal with it. Yeah. So anyways, they're like, okay, he's basically like, got this genius thing for you. Dixon's like, I'm also a genius. Um, guess what? Let's not go after the iron hull ones or the ones with chains. Let's go over the ones that don't have iron hulls and don't have chains. They don't, they don't have one chain. They don't have two chains. They got zero chains. That's what they said. And yeah. Burgard's like, yeah, that sounds right. Let's do it. And so he's basically like, go out there. Which one? Oh, who's a tonic? He's like, Perfect. USS Housatonic. That's the one. Nice. Yeah, no, we're, we're right there. Because then they're yeah, like, basically like, they're cracking their knuckles like, we're ready to go. But Lieutenant Alexander, the second in command, he gets called away. It's like, he's like, oh, I'm so sad. I'm sorry, guys. I guess I won't be on the mission. I won't have to die. And off he goes. Yeah. And much they're basically like, we don't have anyone else. We need another person. He's like, I actually know this 15-year-old who keeps hanging around like a dumbo. Like, how about we just get him in here? And everyone's like, yeah, it sounds a good idea. And in no way problematic. Which is absurd, right? Because these guys have trained together for months. Right. And they're like, well, this guy just shows up and he's like, I'm a good swimmer. And then he just like dives off the dock and just starts twice. swimming. Twice. Twice. Did it, was it twice or was yeah. it three times? Twi- okay. uh, at least twice. I think, I think the implication is it happened a lot more than yeah. Every constantly. day. Yeah, Armando Even did it says in front he, of does the- that, he does that a lot. <laughs> he get he, he said like he uh, he'll he'll get tired and uh, he'll leave you alone in a little bit. <laughs> so anyways, the U.S. Housatonic they're they're all like jazzed up. They they they're thinking something might happen. They're looking around, but they have no idea what they're looking for. And all of a sudden, here comes the Hunley, and they're like, "What the fuck is that? Like a log? Is there something out there?" They can't tell. They have no idea. They're like, "What? What the hug?" And then all of a sudden, it's close, <laughs> and they're like, "Oh shit, it's a ship!" They start shooting at it. They're like. Pew, 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 and everyone get ready. Like his thing is coming. It's like some weirdo ship that we got going on or whatever. And they're shooting at it. And then through the little window that, that Armando Sante is looking through, he gets shot in the face. He's like, Which is, the I was like, what? 
And this wasn't even on the approach that this happened. And this is yeah. when they're going away. So yeah, they're, they're, they punch the, the the torpedo in. They're backing up. He gets shot in the face. Other things are happening. I don't know how they. I don't know how they take on water necessarily, but they get a bunch of water in there. I think it's because the from the windows. Yeah. Oh yeah, the blast. Yeah. So when they pull away, then there's an explosion, and it kind of like rips them apart at the seams a little bit, and they have a bunch of leaks. They take on enough water. Uh, that they start to sink and the young guy goes up just to confirm the kill because everyone's like obviously wants that to be the case and they, they want to at least have the sinking of the ship he sees it is but they're kind of already in dire straits they have the one last opportunity to potentially save themselves and they're like okay ballast 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 because the pump the pump's not working none of the stuff is you know kind of going and uh they can't find a wrench they just keep on being like, can't find a wrench can't find the bottom wrench can't find the wrench can't find the wrench and by the time he goes on Ronda Sunday, he's got this hole in his face and he's just like, guys, it's fucking over. Too much water. It doesn't matter if we drop it anymore. We won't, we won't rise. That's the end of our gig. We did it. And they, they even hear the ship falling apart. And they're like, oh, we did. We actually sunk the thing. Congratulations to us. Now it's time for us to die. And the like 15 year old or whatever is like, oh, by the way, I'm not even in the army. Like I, I'm just like a random kid. You dragged on this boat and now I'm going to die. And it's just like, we knew that. Yeah. Yeah. We understood that. Why are you telling us this now? We all knew it. Everyone knew it. Yeah. So then they all die and they all have visions at the end. It goes around. They're all dead bodies floating all gross. And they all have visions of everything that's most important to them. So. It was a week. Sugar plums and fairies dancing in their heads. I'd have been okay with Armand Asante seeing his ghost wife. But then it, it was did like, it, it was with like everybody on the ship, and it yeah, was it was like weird. Phantom, and it was a little weird because some people's things that they were like uh, vision having a vision about was like real weird. Like one person just saw a hot dog, and he's like, "I love this hot dog," and you're like, "What? Weird." Yeah, yeah. And I was going to say Sante's, honey ham. Sante's wife is there, like stroking his cheek, and he's like, "Hold on, I got one second. He unzips his pants, and it's just like just because I don't, know, I, I just have a feeling I need to do this, and I don't know. He's why. like, "Somebody help me with this." Yeah. <laughs> God. <laughs> Look at him and, smiling behind that. Yeah. <laughs> and then that's the uh, pretty much the end of the movie. There's like a little funeral, and and uh, Don Sutherland like weeps and and stuff or whatever. I don't know. That is the end. That is the end of the movie. The Hunley. Is this ninety nine? Nineteen ninety nine. American made? made for television historical drama film aired on TNT July eleventh, nineteen ninety nine. Where were you, July eleventh, nineteen ninety nine? I was probably prepping for Y2K, but... Um, That's true. Took you about half a year. It'd be summer as a nine-year-old. Mm, hard to say. Probably outside playing basketball or something. I think I would have just... No, what year... What I've been in... I can't remember fifth grade. I don't know. Yeah, that might have been the, that might have been the end of my youth. That might have been the f- year right before I started working every summer oh really you worked My, that early yeah 13 or 12 or 13 i just can't remember which one i started working and i basically mm. after that i worked every summer that might have been the last year of being a child guys and then wow. i probably, I probably caught the hunting on tv and i was like i gotta get a job <laughs> look at these guys like, see what's gonna happen to me if i don't get a job look at yeah. this 15 year old he can do it i can do it exactly yeah. that's what i said i said mom dad Patrick, we're getting jobs. All of us. Patrick is probably like, damn it, dude. I don't want a job. Why are you so driven, Jamie? 
Is it the honey? God. That's what I said. I just said the honey. I said Armando Sante. Ever seen it? Ever heard of him? Dude. I'll tell you what, man. Armand, in like the 90s and early 2000s, this guy is like just killing it. Love it. Okay. All right. Should we get into some sweet reviews? Yeah, I, w- I would love to hear what you guys think. <laughs> All right. Brom, you want to go first? You usually go first. I, I don't know. Do you want to go? You want me to go? You want to flip-flop? I can go. Flippy-flop? All right. Okay, I guess we won't do that then. You, if you want to trade, I'll trade with you. Uh, do you feel Do you feel know. bad going last? No, I don't feel bad. I mean, the captain, I feel like, usually brings up the rear. Got to make sure every other man's spoken for. What's that supposed to mean? All right. You want me to go? I'll, I'm going. I'm going. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about going for the whole episode. Um, I guess um, don't know real, where to really jump in on this one. I I like watching uh, historical, um, you know, based on true story uh, submarine films. I've I've found them to be the most entertaining and interesting to me. Uh, and I'd say this was no different. I I enjoyed this film uh bearing in mind it was a made for tv movie and had some some weak elements uh weak cgi the union ships were cgi'd which was pretty awkward looking um and then the 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 last scene I, i i mentioned was very weak with them all seeing like ghostly visions of what they all longed for after it looked like they had already drowned and they had like this bizarre look on their face as they snap back to to see a final vision before they died it went one person you know person by person it was it was a little clumsy who was um, your favorite guy in that scene um probably I know the, mine is it the the dumb guy yeah that was yeah, supposed to play the his village eyebrows idiot. were like perfectly like 90 degree just like yeah. bent and i'm like plays what? Jim, Jim, that's how he died plays like, jim's brother on the, the office but uh he was, he was also in the wire he's like a he's like a famous TV oh yeah actor. he is he's in the wire and uh true blood and a bunch of different things but um i mean other than that it was actually a pretty solid movie i uh it's obviously one of those that where they don't have a lot of story to tell so they kind of flesh out and you know add some drama to it and them bonding because um, there wasn't much to, to tell about these guys other than they gave their life to, uh, you know, drive a spearheaded uh, torpedo into a Union ship and take it out. Um, and kind of like a Kursk-type story. We don't know what they were really all about or, you know, how long they were down at the bottom of the, the ocean. Um, but we find them years later uh, or whatnot being salvaged um i don't know um i thought it, the acting was fine wasn't anything spectacular armand Desante is always very <laughs> very intense uh donald sutherland did a okay job i think <laughs> um but wasn't really stellar and definitely doesn't compare to something like the on the beach uh tv movie with armando sante i thought that was a, a great movie i will say this uh certainly not a fantastic film but if you're a submarine enthusiast i feel like you got to watch this movie um has a lot of sub action and and portrays something that we have not seen before and will not see again unless someone makes another hunley movie 
or a movie about the the turtle uh, from the Revolutionary War. So definitely uh, must watch. I would say if you are a submarine enthusiast or a submariner yourself, I will give it a six. All right, I'm ready to jump Ooh. in. We're gonna jump a second. Jamie's ready. Rare spot to jump in. I was going to come in middle of the road as well. So I'm going to be coming in with a five. And part of it's just appreciation for what it's depicting, like this historical – the story that I do think is like worth saying. I'm not sure necessarily a movie is the best way to do that. I, I probably would have been more interested in like reading a book about it just because then you don't have to deal with all like the bullshit of these like random characters. Yeah. Like I just can't get over the fact that like one character's entire – defining feature was he caught fish caught with the, fish, his yeah. hands and it's just like that's just not a real that's not a real thing okay that's not real <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't understand and so you're like, gonna we're gonna get letters now people are like dude here's a video of me catching a fish in my hand i'll be like all right but Jimmy, this is the thing is you did all the time anyway i know I yeah it is insane it's not yeah i just i didn't i didn't care for a lot of the extra stuff <laughs> but on, i was man. i was interested yeah. in kind of like the the historical aspect of it um, the other thing that you, it just has to be mentioned is so. Have you guys ever heard of the movie Gods and Generals? Yes, you've, you've told I've us. I've only many heard times. of it because of you. Yeah, yeah so it's like it's like a, I think it's an eight to ten hour movie, as far <laughs> as I remember. Uh, I was trapped in it like a prison. I couldn't get out. Uh, but it is it is like as pro Confederacy as you get. This is not that. It's not. This is not so pro Confederacy in that way. There's obviously some very pro Confederacy portions of this movie, um, but not not quite in the same way. That God's God's and Generals is egregious and actually like insulting and offensive. This isn't insulting and offensive. It just is from the perspective of the Confederacy, and so in in that way they have they have a need to portray it as like a i wouldn't say they even went ahead and said it was a just cause or anything like that they made it out to be that these people were just you know in for the cause proud of the cause or whatever it was yeah fighting for their home um, they kept and, saying they, but they, and they didn't and they didn't have any feeling like they needed to you know compensate for that by saying like that their their cause was wrong um you know even even if it was and so like you do have to deal with that the fact that you have to sit there and kind of have that say, okay, here's the perspective you're from with no compensation on the other uh, direction of it. Uh, but it's not the worst Confederacy angled movie um, that you'll come across in that, in that way. So like I wanted to give it way worse in that way, but overall it's a pretty middle of the road. And as you say, like if you're interested in submarines, this is a very interesting movie from that point of view because it's literally like a death trap at that point. You may as well kill yourself. But these people still did it. And then it, it shuttled, it literally did shuttle in like a modern warfare of submarines mm-hmm. afterwards. People saw it and said, oh, yeah, it's actually doable. And then you just crazy to think you went from this, which was basically like a, a, a an iron death trap to something that actually like functioned and worked in even 50 years. It seems crazy that by that time they're like, we got air stuff, we got this things, we got, yeah, you know, got an engine. Like Japan here, put, got whatever, putting the like ones a, that could launch planes and all that stuff. Yeah, it's it like, seems it seems nuts. What that, you know, in 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 a relatively short time period, given the fact that wars only happen every once in a while on a scale that necessitates a submarine, that you would then have this go from what that was, which was a bathtub basically, to a modern submarine in like three major wars, basically. Kind of so. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna pose this question before I do my review. After after watching this, you can see how blockades are extremely effective, right? If it's only surface ships, do you think they could be even as close to effective today with submarines? You could just get out there and 
Fire off some torpedo. I guess if you're doing a blockade now, you got to have subs. You got to yeah, be running surface. You got to have I, it all, right? I think the key is that you have your anti-submarine and your submarines are involved. Yeah, in the blockade, I, guess I would have to do it. Okay. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. And you can set the nets now, right? Sub nets. Well, I, I don't mean, even, like yeah, destroyers with sonar. I mean, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I guess in depth charge the crap out of them. Um, yeah. All right, I will step in here, do my review. So this is a movie I wanted to watch for a long time. Brown, you mentioned you wanted to watch it for a really long time. And Armand DeSante, somebody I've seen in stuff before, until uh, we saw him again in On the Beach. I mean, I'd probably the last thing I'd seen him was probably The Odyssey. Uh, I saw that in high school. Wait, and, last time you saw us in what? Oh, before On the Beach. Yeah, before On the oh, Beach was in the Odyssey. And, dude, I'm going to tell you what, man. Armando Sante, like his movies in the late 90s and On the Beach especially, my God, this dude is just slaying it. I don't know. There's something about him that, I mean, they're, they're like the TV movies, right? Like, is this the golden age of TV movie? <laughs> I don't even think they're making it right now. It's just like a Netflix movie. It's not a TV movie anymore. Nobody can just... I mean, not everybody can just turn this on, but man, I thought the visuals minus the CGI, which I'm not particularly a fan of CGI anyways, but I know everything nowadays is CGI. Brom, you brought it up. Union ships look like trash. I mean, that was, that was garbage. The explosion was bad. It wasn't as bad as what I remember with on the beach when the car drove into the billboard, which I was just like, man, I'm going to knock this movie down for this. But um, other than that, like I, that's one of my favorites that yeah. we watched. Um, the Hunley was all practical, right? It was, dude. Yeah. I mean, like visually, that sub, inside the sub, you're claustrophobic. Like it looked really good. It was really well done. And I mean, this is what I'm talking about, a TV movie. I'm like, they went, they went all in. Like remember that other TV movie we watched with Sam Neill? Probably not, because it sucked. Uh, this Sub- movie I submerged. thought was really good. Yeah, Submerged, yeah. And we already had another movie named Submerged or something <laughs> like that. So it's like that one's just lost. And forget about that one. The Hunley is something, Brown. I'm glad you brought it up. It is one that you definitely should watch because this did shuffle in the entire era of modern naval combat, basically. And... This is something I didn't know. I had no idea where the first attack submarine ever came from until I watched this. And I don't know. One of my favorite scenes, Jamie, after after you'd brought it up, was the guy who caught the fish out of his hands. You remember? There was just like a quick Yeah. <laughs> stupid. It's just a quick cut scene and he's he's sticking out of the top of the sub and he's just like he's got a fish in his hand. I'm like, that is the stupidest thing. Like, why? But it's so great, right? It's great. Um, there's a lot of good, a lot of good, uh, you know, just male bonding in this submarine action. I thought was really good. Something we haven't seen before. Armand Asante slaying it as always. Donald Sutherland got some weird curls in his hair and that type of shit. I don't know what that was all about. Maybe a wig or something. But anyway, I really enjoyed this. Uh, I'm trying to think here. I I'm gonna give it like uh eight. Wow. Whoa. Yeah. All I right. was I was thoroughly impressed. Granted, there were those scenes that we talked about. I I even have my notes and like movie ends with the weirdest music video of all time, just because there was a song playing when all the um 
guys are floating in the water. I'm like, this is this is kind of dumb. But everything else up to that, I thought I'm it glad. was quite refreshing. I'm glad you gave quite it refreshing. Yeah. Well, I, feel, I, mean, I feel like Jamie could have discouraged you or made you no, want to give it a lower I, I score. Watched I'm glad this you gave it an a. I was like, I enjoyed it. I don't know. Yeah. Some, it's something that's new, right? Yeah, I enjoyed Maybe it if I too. watch it ten times, I'll be like, eh, I don't know. Yeah. So if you if you if you want some more Asante in your life, he went on a crazy run in the nineties of bad movies. Yeah. So he started with like, The Marrying Man in 91, 92 is fourteen ninety two Conquest of Paradise, which is a Columbus movie. But then he goes on Fatal Instinct, which if you want to see kind of a weird, funny, it's a spoof movie of erotic thrillers. And he's the main yeah. character. And he is on full tilt uh, Armand Asante in that movie. So oh, if, you, really? if, you, if you want some Asante action, go for Fatal Instinct. It's a, it's a weird, Instinct? funny movie. Then he goes Trial by Jury, Judge, Judge Dredd, and Triptease. So that's basically every year okay. from ninety one to ninety six. It's like some pretty major bad movie. So from the uh, from the library, I did pick up like Judge Dredd and right. then uh, Gotti because he won. Right. Yes. Yeah. The original, he, not, the, not the newer one with John Travolta. He was in. Right. The yeah. He 90s won. What, what? Gosh, what award was it? Is it a Golden Globe or something? He probably won a yeah Golden Globe or Emmy because it was a TV thing, right? Yes. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he was just like killing it with these TV things. Yeah. So then, if you want to see something recent, though, like in in the later two thousands, he started starring in or being in. I don't know necessarily starring in all of them, but in these movies by Frank D'Angelo, which is a uh, he's a um, Canadian. I don't even know what he is. Like he's he's some kind of entrepreneur, a Canadian entrepreneur who decided he wanted to make movies. And yeah. he has since, since made a number of movies, uh, and Armando Santis in a bunch of those, and they're real weird, oh. and they're like they're like those cult kind of cult ones, like The Room. Uh, Dude, type oh, movies. really? Mm-hmm. Well, I like uh, I like the name of this one. It's just called Stressed to Kill. So that's that looks legit. To All reduce right. his blood pressure after a heart attack, a man begins killing people who are stressing him out. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna quickly go through some trivia if you guys are ready for that. I am. Ready. Brahm, are you ready? I'm ready. So the homily was located by Clive Cussler. He's been mentioned before. He's an author who writes submarine fiction and actually also founded an effort to find um, sunken ships and boats. And he's actually found a whole bunch of shipwrecks and, you know, discovered a lot of these things uh, over his time. But he he was an author. I think he just recently died. Um, But that was kind of cool. I didn't realize it was found by him. Uh, and that's when. So then, then they brought it up, and the gold coin was real. They found it in the Hunley when they brought it up. It's in now in a museum, and it's dented, and it's engraved saying on the coin he got it engraved saying like saved my life or whatever. And uh, it was even mentioned also in a concurrent journal by a, a general, basically saying like Dixon was uh, is in hospital. It seems like he's recovering. Apparently, he was saved by a uh, a coin he had in his pocket. Interesting. So that's all real stuff. And so almost everything in here is true about Dixon. Everything else is kind of made up. Hmm. And then, yeah, as I mentioned, so 1914 was the next time a submarine sunk a ship. That was the HMS Pathfinder sunk by the German U-boat U-21. I wonder if they made a movie about that. Just look into that. We should. Um, and then I think that's pretty much the all of the... The trivia I have, I was trying to think if I, I thought I, I thought there was something else that had come up as I was 
I might have some more stuff uh, during you Central Wide. Yeah, I'm, yeah just can, to, uh, I'm just trying to remember if there. I thought I thought there was maybe something else that had come up as I was thinking about kind of going through this, but that, that seems about everything that I have. Um, yeah, so there's not too much we have to do in terms of uh, Phantom Zone, but you can hit that theme song if you want to. Oh, we're gonna hit it. Engage the Phantom. Yeah, so our boy Asante, we saw him before and on the beach. Obviously, we can get from that to wherever we need to go. Um, it was interesting because I, I thought I, I thought originally I was like, oh well, of course the Hunley. I can just go straight from Ed Harris uh, onward from that because everyone knows Ed Harris is in the Hunley. But then I was watching, I was like, where's Ed Harris? Where's Ed Harris? It's actually uh, not the case. He, he was originally supposed to be uh, in this. But then they cut all the scenes. So he played Hunley. Um, and the movie was supposed to be all about Hunley and the, that first sinking. And then they decided, you know, this is a little weird. Why would we show a movie that's like 100% just a guy forgetting to close the valve? <laughs> and so they cut all the scenes and then they, they <laughs> cast Asante and they filmed the rest of it. That's like the story that goes. With. Interesting. Yeah, it's kind of weird. And then Ed Harris was obviously pissed and vowed to never work with Armand Asante again. Now, wouldn't that be an exciting movie, right? Just Hunley, and it's him designing the submarine, and he's like, I'm going to test it, and then he just... <laughs> just sinks. Just dies. <laughs> what the hell was that about? <laughs> the second half of it is actually, it's a portal to the future, where he comes into modern yes. warfare. It's World War II, and he's like, what are these things? And they're like, these are submarines. <laughs> a guy named Hunley once invented one, and he was like, what, me? He sees one and then just gets immediately torpedoed. You hear like Americans, <laughs> what the hell is that? <laughs> yeah. What the fuck was that, man? All right. So, and then I'm going to quickly do a trivia if you guys are interested in doing trivia. I'm always interested. Yeah. But before that, I do want to mention, just like last last time, uh, on a big beer kick, you saw me drinking my beer. We got Jack's Bottle Shop opened up here. Not a sponsor yet. Maybe someday we'll get them as a sponsor. Dude, Jack's you're Bottle in there Shop. like every day, oh, right? Love it. Love Jack's Bottle. Always great recommendations. Getting me all kinds of new, interesting beers. Trying new things. All that kind of stuff. And so I need to f- go to that place. If you went into Jack's Bottle Shop and you were looking for a Hunley-themed beer, what would you get? We can save this till the end to let you guys think. So, Kyle, Hunley-themed beer. What's that? I got right. mine. Yeah, you already got yours, but save it. We're going to okay. do some trivia first. Okay, okay. Military firsts, 200, 400, 600, uh, 800, 1,000. And since, Brahm, you gave it worse rating, you get to go first. What do you want? 200. 200, okay. First recorded battle on English soil occurred occurred when his forces invaded in 55 BC. The first recorded battle on English soil occurred when his forces invaded in 55 BC. 55 BC. I don't know who all was back then. Not Jesus. Not Jesus, <laughs> nope. Not at all. Hmm. I'm going to have to call it. This is yeah, all I've been I don't know. I give up. Kyle, you got a guess? Okay, can you read the question one more time? The first recorded battle on English soil occurred when his forces invaded in 55 BC. English, huh? English soil forces invaded 55 BC. If 
I answer, I lose points. So, oh, so okay, you're not gonna do it. I don't. Yeah. I have no clue. The answer is Julius Caesar. Oh. Seriously, that's what I was gonna say, but I was like, "There's no way." I wouldn't have Kyle, guessed it. Four hundred, six hundred, eight hundred thousand. Ah, four hundred. Let's go. In May 1783, Elijah Churchill and William Brown became the first recipients of this medal established by George Washington. What is the Medal of Honor? Incorrect, Brom. You Dang steal. it. 1783, Elijah Churchill and William Brown became the first recipients of this medal established by George Washington. Uh, the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Wrong. It's a Purple Heart. A Purple oh, Heart. Man. Oh, it's, he's got his suck. face on there. That's right. I bet he didn't okay. put his face on. I bet we added his face, right? Probably, yeah. Uh, 600,000. Yeah. That'd, that'd be a big flex, right? I'm going to make a medal, but it's got to have my face on it. Is 600, it me? 600,000. 600. We're doing okay, terrible at this. I'm terrible at uh, this. October 16th, 1946, Joachim von Ribbentrop became the first of 10 condemned men hanged in this city for war crimes. Uh, Dresden? No, come on, man. I don't, and 1940. It's not Dresden. Kyle, you got this. War crimes. It's where they condemned men yeah, I don't in know. 1946 for war crimes. For war crimes. Why can't I think of the freaking Catholic like famous movies where the title Berlin. is basically like it's the trials Berlin, of Nuremberg. Nuremberg. God. Nuremberg. Nuremberg. Guys, trial of Nuremberg. We All right. The Nuremberg suck. trials. Duh. So now, now, you, now you guys. It's what was big Dresden? Kyle. Is that anything? Dresden was where they bombed. That was where they. they okay. It was like the Dresden. We, we blew uh, the shit out of it, right? Yeah. Just out of we like vengeance. Uh, I don't know if it's vengeance. It was like a. It was a philosophy of like kind of like a moral trying to destroy their morale. Yeah. Um, eight hundred or a thousand. And now you got to think. I chose this for a reason, so you better hope you choose the one that may have something to do with the movie we talked about today. Military firsts. Thousand. Let's thousand. go. The first successful wartime attack by one of these occurred by the Hunley off Charleston in 1864. Submarine attack. Incorrect. It's a submersible. No, it's a submarine. <laughs> what the <laughs> hell, dude? God. Uh, all right. And Brahm, your last Sorry, one. You try just... to not catch up because you he gets a couple of thousand. But. Try to stop the bleeding, buddy. Yeah. The first battle casualties of this fabled military unit were in 1527 when... 147 died defending Pope Clement VII. A fabled military unit, 1527, defending Pope Clement VII. Dude, say the Templars. Is that real? The Knights Templar. Not yeah, the say, uh, that. say that. I don't know. Who guards uh, the Pope? That's the question. Who guards the Pope? The, Who guards the, the Pope? The Vatican. The Cardinal Army. And if you had been able to have your trip to England or to Europe you would have been able to potentially go and see the famed Swiss guard at the Vatican oh, with their colorful never, suits. Never would have guessed that. Wait, isn't the Swiss Vatican guard? in like surrounded by Italy, right? It is. Yeah. But the Swiss guard are the famed military unit that guards the Pope. Not my best <laughs> showing. Wow, dude, tough. neither of us. Those are they really were, They tough. were hard, right? So uh, there was a bunch. Hunley has been a clue on Jeopardy a lot like 10 times or something uh, in the archive. And this one, I did like how it was kind of an interesting historical 
section. Other ones were like uh, uh, initials. So it's like uh, who shares initials is like Hunley and Menken. And it's like HL. And it's like, well, that's not, I don't like that. Hmm. No, that's not great. No. But I like these because these, these, we learned something, right? Didn't we all learn something? We became closer friends. We really like bonded as teammates. Uh, now we're we ready did. to just go and jump into our Hunley and uh, take out, you know, we some ships or whatever. over how little history Kyle and I know. Right. I did at least. Dude, I all feel right, like Alex it. and Zach, they like, used to do a bunch of history like stuff in college. They would know. They should know. Uh, okay. Who's ready? It's it's sub sub world world wide wide wide. All right, fish in a barrel, my friend. Usually, I'm having a hard time coming up with something, but we got the Hunley, and I've never covered the Hunley before. Uh, should give a quick shout out. A lot of this information is coming from Hunley.org, a place completely dedicated to the Hunley. So they've got a lot of good info. And the rest of it, of course, Wikipedia. So uh, according to Hunley.org and the rest of the world, the Hunley became the submarine to carry out the first successful attack in 1864. Uh, Some of the specs on this thing. Imagine being crammed into this bad boy with eight people. It is 40 feet long. Weighs 6.8 tons, which is what really impresses me and how they're able to raise this thing and move it around so much. Has a beam of 3.83 feet, super tight inside. Uh, for the engine, it is human hand cranked power. Uh, I didn't know how else to word that, so I just made that my own thing. Uh, topped out. This is ridiculous. This is a speed of four knots, but I think that really is dependent on the crew. <laughs> Held eight people and had for the weapon one torpedo. And again, torpedo is not in the traditional sense that we're used to. Uh, some of the other things that kind of were interesting to me in the movie, they they got a lot right. I'm going to say that with the history of the Hunley, like the historical accuracy as to what they found out and all that stuff, like the movie hit the nail on the head with a lot of it. So I was mm. it also contributed to my high score. I know I didn't say that at the time, but uh, it did. Um, for oxygen, this is one thing, though, in the movie I think they kind of drug out because it looked like they left in the morning and they came back at night or something. But um, the oxygen level in the Hunley, was, you could get for two hours. Mm. Uh, so not long. And they did mention this in the movie, too, that there was a snorkel that you could use to manually pump air in and out, uh, but it wasn't really successful. So, and they'd mentioned that in the movie, too. He's like, that thing has never worked. So that was kind of interesting. Uh, and the Hunley also had a mechanism designed to help launch it from the seabed if it became trapped. And we could have done a tra- this in the trap cycle, right, Jamie? Maybe a little bit, not not too much. But yeah. on the bot on the bottom of the boat, they had these just giant weights uh, weighing in five hundred pounds, and you could undo them with some bolts and essentially just shoot on up to the surface. Uh, there's actually a lot of good information on Hunley.org, so. I don't want to take too much away from them at all. I would highly encourage you to go there, but I got a little bit more here. Uh, so 
The videos on the site do show that the crew did not seem to really panic or fight one another. It seemed they kind of just accepted their fates because when the sub was discovered, people were still just sitting in their stations, really. Um, Hunley was originally designed by H.L. Hunley, James McClintock, and Baxter Watson. And during the sea trials, Jamie had mentioned uh, in the recap, uh, the sea trials in Charleston Harbor, this sub sank twice. Um, didn't kill everybody the first time, killed everybody the second time, and obviously everybody the third time, uh, including the inventor Hunley himself. And actually with the final attack, we kind of saw this a little bit in the movie, but I don't think he specifically spelled this out. General Beauregard, he didn't want to send the sub because he's like, this is an embarrassment. This is outrageous. And Dixon was a big advocate for it and said, this needs to happen. Uh, and they actually came up with a plan to put the torpedo on the spear-like instrument that they did. So they got that in the movie. And the general said, this mission can occur, but you guys are not going to submerge. You're going to attack on the surface. Um, and you might wonder how many casualties, eh, casualties were there from the Houstonic that it sank. And that's a massive ship held 150 people. Only five people died, even with the ship sinking in only five minutes. And this is not the only show that the Hunley is in. It was featured in 1963 in the first episode of the show, The Great Adventure. And the Hunley was discovered in 1995, the wreckage of it, and raised in 2000. There's a lot of information documenting the raising of the submarine, which looks very fascinating online. I can't believe the lengths that they went to to get this thing up. Uh, it's all on Hunley.org. Definitely go check it out. And if you want to go see the submarine itself and even the lucky coin, you can visit the Warren Lash Conservation Center in Charleston, South Carolina. Right, and that reminds me, actually, of, of after they raised it, the thing I try to remember for the trivia was that they? Uh, it seemed like potentially the reason it sunk was really because it detonated on impact. Basically, they were supposed to stick it in or whatever, but it detonated immediately. I would, I would think so. Like It seems to me like a horrible idea because... Those whole torpedoes are designed to blow up on impact, right? Yeah. I mean, that's, they drag it behind, you smack it into the boat, boom, it blows up. But they're like, we're going to put it on this short stick in front of us, and we're going to ram it and then hope that it doesn't blow up until a little bit later. It had a trigger Kinda, system on it. Is that what it was? It was, it was yeah. the uh, intent that when they pull away, the rope pulls and uh, basically ignites it. Yeah. Yeah, but I okay. guess they said they said something about how it was. It seemed like it was the front was uh, heavily damaged, so they thought maybe it had actually sunk as a result of mm. um, it blowing up on yeah. impact. Which I guess at the time that they made the movie wouldn't have been known since it hadn't been raised yet. Oh, but they could have seen it, right? They would have been checking this thing out, like, "Hey, what's yeah, going?" on? tell me because they they found it in '95 or whatever. I guess I Tell know. me Armand didn't go down in a submersible to check this bad boy out. I don't know how deep yeah, it so was. Yeah, so here it is. The short distance, here it is. Yeah, the short distance between the torpedo and vessel, in addition to the signs, the crew died instantaneously without struggle. 
it led led them there to conclude go. that it was killed. They were killed by the blast itself. Mm. I would, yeah, I would think yeah. so. So I mean, that makes a lot more sense considering, as we were saying, like you would think being in a harbor potentially, you would just open the hatch, let it equilibrate, and then try to dive to the surface, try to get to the surface. Well, you would think that, but that didn't happen the two times before, right? Well, one of the guys got, or I think a couple guys got out. Yeah, that way one of the times the first second, the other one. Who know, I mean, you don't know what happens though. In some of these, it may have been some kind of catastrophic event or panic or something that screwed yeah. it all up. Somebody freaks out, starts fighting everybody. Right. They see a spooky ghost. That's true. All Probably right, they would. They might. Brom, you got anything for us? You always ask me that question in that same way, and my answer is always the same. Hit me. Tube three, ready to fire, sir. Commence the countdown. Give it to me. All right, boys. I got a, I got a good one. Um, I feel like I've had a few good countdowns um, recently, and... Uh, that should afford me some really shitty ones uh, on a rainy day. So today, though, good one. We're going to be talking about, you know, well, we watched the Hunley. You know, who all knew that there was a Civil War submarine? For that matter, who knew that there was a attempt at a Revolutionary War submarine? We're looking at 10 inventions that are older than you think. I like this. This is going to be cool. And I've got it organized into pairs here. So I've got five pairs. We're going to make a little game out of it. I want you to tell me which is, you think is more recent. I guess we can do it. We can do it more recent or older. Let's say uh, I want you to guess which one is more recent, all right, as we discover these. So the first pairing, we got which of the – now we'll do which is older. Which is older? Ecstasy or the Nintendo Company? The more recent one would be Ecstasy. We're going to do older. We're going to do older, okay? Which, oh, one which is one's older? older? Yeah, Nintendo. we're going to do which one's older. Ecstasy or the Nintendo Company? Nintendo Company. I'm, it was originally a trading card company, so it's pretty old. Yep, I was going to say I knew that too. Back in like 1800s or something it started, or early 1900s, so I'm also going to go with Nintendo Company. You guys know your little Nintendo factoids because Ecstasy was patented in 1912 by Merck Pharmaceuticals in Germany. The Nintendo company was founded in 1889 where it produced playing cards, which it still does to this day. Next pairing. Which is older, the roller skate or the parachute? Huh. I'm gonna guess... You got to think about planes, right? Or I guess people could be base jumping, but I'm gonna. Oh man, I'm just gonna. I'm gonna be tricky. I'm, I think you're tricking us. I'm going parachute. I'm gonna, gonna deviate. I'm gonna deviate. Well, parachute. If parachute's like simple, right? It's like a simple idea. Um, but I'm gonna. I'm gonna guess roller skate. Kyle, nice work, because not bothering to practice, John Joseph Merlin crashed into a wall-length mirror at a party with his newly patented roller skates in 1760. Merlin, the magician, invented that? 
John Joseph Merlin, not Merlin the Wizard, unfortunately. Um, the parachute, <laughs> the first successfully tested parachute, was invented by Andre Jacques Garnerin in France in 1797. So close. Seriously, 1797. Wow. That's a good one. Next pairing the contact lens or billiard balls. I mean, now now you're probably tricking us, but it's got to be billiard balls, right? I would, yeah. It's got to be, right? Contact. I mean, well, go ahead. You got billiard balls. No, I'm, I'm locking I, in. No, I, I'm, I'm, I'm starting locking to read. I wasn't giving you the answer. I was starting to read. Didn't Benjamin Franklin like, invent the bifocals? Contact lenses were produced to specification and made of glass beginning in 1888. Imagine getting punched in the eye. Dude. But what about Billy I balls? I literally have, I kid you not, hard like glass lenses at my house. Really? Yeah, they try to they try to fit me into those because my eyes are so bad. It is the most uncomfortable. I was like, I'm not wearing this, guys. Like, just yeah. put me in glass. <laughs> it's so uncomfortable. It's so bad. Yeah. Billiard balls, though, were made of ivory and found in the inventory of the Duke of Norfolk as early as 1588. I was going to say, dude, it's just a ball, right? It's just a ball. It's just a ball. It's just a ball. It's just a ball. It's been around for a really long time. Here's a big uh, Here's a big throwback here. Throwback Tuesday. I think it's typically Thursdays, but uh, got to make do with what we got. Which is older, currency... Or cheese. Oh, cheese. Cheese, yeah. 100%. Well, well it's a trick question. Wait, 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 wait. Cheese no, is no, currency. No, no. <laughs> currency. No, currency. Because I don't think people are out there making cheese and doing whatever it takes to make cheese before they're like, hey, here's this here's this red leaf I found. I like this. And they're like, oh, I like that red leaf too. Well, give me 10 green leaves. And you're like, okay. No, currency. They, they probably found cheese in like an Egyptian tomb before they had currency. Oh, but they found it's money the in there tomb. too. Mm-hmm. Come on. <laughs> According to historians, the concept of using a valueless instrument as currency to represent bo- to represent banking transactions dates back to 3000 BC, Oof. when the ancient Mesopotamians and the Harappan civilization used clay tablets etched with the seals of both societies. In order to count the amount of cheese they had. Is that, that's your oh, finishing come on. That's no, like your finishing no, 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 no. Uh, Earliest proposed dates for the origin of cheese making range from around 8,000 BC when sheep were first domesticated. Serious? Uh, because it's fucking cheese. <laughs> Everyone's like, I got this milk. Do you think it's still okay? And you look at it and you're like, yeah, maybe brush most of it away, but you might be able to eat this morsel than they ate cheese. And that was way back when. That's crazy. I can't believe... I mean, I guess in the it's grand scheme of things, method. money's Jeez. money's like scheme of the world. I mean, whatever. No, it's a barter system because you got to think of barter system. At that point, you have a whole bunch of cheese that you've made to yeah. preserve your cheese, <laughs> and then you're like, let's trade. And then eventually, someone's like, I don't have all the all the cheese is back in the cheese cave. Let me give you this instead. It's like Fair an enough. exchange. It's I forgot like based, about the barter it's based system. Based on the cheese the amount of cheese I have, but trust me, like this is what you can. Gosh. Have. Okay, so we're still even. Now we're even. And finally, jumping to a little bit more of the contemporary era here, which is older. This is not a trick question. 
fidget spinners, hmm. or video game streaming? Oh, oh. Older video game. I'm going video game streaming. Yeah. I know is. the guy who invented Justin TV slash Twitch. So what do you know? It can't everybody? be that. That's what I told you. You are like Jesse Eisenberg from the social. Well, I know. Network. I know him. Quote unquote. I went to school with him. He okay. lived on the floor with me. At the same. This, floor this isn't. Uh, this isn't video game like streaming like viewing. Uh, this is like streaming games to play. Str- oh, got like, you. Like, online like a games? Jackbox game or something. Like a like a what's the new one they got out? Stadia. Oh, that that style of video game so, streaming, Jamie. What I'm not that sure I is? You. So that is like if I Google has this uh, this thing called Stadia, where basically you plug a stick in or whatever, and you're just streaming the game, like you're playing a game over the internet. You don't have a copy of the game. You don't have it installed on anything. It's just coming from the cloud. There's a server with games on it, and you can tap into it. Rent video games, basically. So you don't own it. I don't know what this means. (laughs) It's like a a movie. Like renting a movie like on demand or whatnot would be considered streaming a movie. (sighs) Well, then now... Now that you're making all these like specific caveats, uh, I think against I'm just, I'm just clueing the you. idea of what I was saying in terms of streaming. I forgot about the term. Uh, this is so the term they use. It's different but. than online games. It's different than like how we're streaming right it's now. It's different than it could be an online, online gaming. Game. You know, how you like, stream online, something online from Netflix. Games have been around forever. Online games have been around since the '80s. <laughs> Jamie, you know how you stream something from Netflix. Like yes. watch a movie from Netflix. That's like what this is, except you're playing a game. Video games on demand, basically. Yeah, but I yeah. I play <laughs> I play video games on the internet back in like the nineties. Yeah, right. So you're streaming a game. So that would be the nineties. But if you're on, if you're playing a video game that you have like spinners. on a disc and you're playing it online with your buddies, that's no, no, not no. streaming saying, a game. I'm saying it's like no. a game and you play it on like the on like a website. Oh, where did he go? Oh, he went away. He couldn't. You know, he, he couldn't. Oh no, your video is gone, but you're still, I could still hear why'd you. you turn, why did you turn to this OBS symbol? I didn't. Anyways, just give you, us the answer. My, I'm going to say. Burnt out. I'm going to say uh, streaming games still. I am going to have to deviate and say fidget spinners. I bet there's some stupid old fidget spinner. That's from probably like true. Probably it's going to be like fidget 16, spinners were invented. No, in it's going to be invented. Iowa in the middle of winter and it's like a corn yeah. cob and there's Valley like, Here Valley it is. Forge and it was a something yeah. George Washington invented to occupy his troops that were freezing to death. Yep, that's what it's gonna be. So I'm going fidget spinner. All right. Well hear me out, guys. Fidget gadgets have been around since the nineteen twenties or earlier and hold on, hold on. fidget Newton's gadgets cradle. or fidget spinners. I'm getting, I'm getting there. <laughs> hear me out. And include include Newton's Cradle and the Drinking Bird, but the beloved fidget spinner wasn't introduced until 1993. What? I think I'm wrong then. Video game streaming. 
1981 saw the yes. arrival of GameLine, uh, a service which allowed Atari 26 owners to use right. a specialized cartridge to connect through a phone line to a central server and rent a video game for five to ten days. This is what I said. This wow. is what I said. I said these game, those types of games have been around since the 80s because I got the adventure games that me and my brother play. Those the same people who made a lot of those made mm-hmm. these types of online games, and you see them all up in the. We, we're such nerds. We read like the old computer gaming uh, magazines to like hear, like just to look look and see what they were saying about the adventure games that we play and stuff. And in there, they talk about like, and you get the uplink, and you can get this like game through like your phone line or whatever. It's like, whoa, what? What year was that? Nineteen eighty-one. That's crazy. Yeah. Those are ten inventions older than you think. All right, and just to kind of finish it up, Kyle, did you think of a beer? Ooh, no, wrong way. Oh, man, I should have been thinking of a beer, but instead I was trying to beat fidget spinner questions. And give me give me a minute here. Let me see. Brahmi, you had one? I got oh, sure, one. Maybe, maybe, you know, I'll just, if yours is good, you, you're pretty happy with yours? I'm very happy with mine. All right, so I'm going to go first then. So I didn't ever even have one before, but as, as me and Brahm before this started and we were hashing it out um i kind of settled on uh the full asante uh and it would be a double ipa and it would just have a face it would have armando asante's face you'd be like this podcast you can't see it but yeah would he be shirt would he be shirtless uh well he maybe it'd just be the picture of him in the bathtub from this movie yeah, that was, dude. I thought like we were gonna get some full frontal the way he I was seated. I was like, yeah. "What is happening right now?" He's this probably is, telling like a TV PA movie. on set, like less water, less water in this bathtub yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, all right, um, exactly. I, got, I got mine. Oh, Kyle, wait, hold on. Let's give Kyle. Let's give Kyle. Oh, Kyle, you got one. Man, <laughs> she goes down, or down she goes. What, uh, what kind of beer is that? A goes. Oh, oh, goes. oh, wow! I like it. I forgot about. Right. I forgot about goes. Here you go, boys. Too. All right, here you go, boys. Down she goes. I like that. I mean, that my... could actually be applicable to a bunch of bunch of uh, movies. Yeah, I could use that many times. <laughs> Play on one of my dad's favorite beer beers, Hunley Brown Ale, instead of Honey hum. Brown. Oh, oh, very good. There we I like go. That. I like that. A honey, honey brown ale. I like that. Yeah. The honey, honey brown ale. Yeah. Like, good. That's good. That's good. That's Dude, good. Yeah, guys, wheels are so. turning, boys. Guys, we're good. Are we and that good? We're that we're good. Good. Thank you for listening to Submersion. Don't forget to subscribe for new episodes every Thursday. If you like what you heard, please leave us a rating wherever you listen. Want to interact with us? Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We also love to get messages from all of you. If you have a suggestion, a comment, or just anything you'd like to share, please email us at maceaststudios at gmail.com.
Fucking Hunley. Let's do it. Fucking Hunley. A little too pro Confederacy for my own liking. Ready for some Hunley action? Hun, 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 Hunley, 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 Hunley. Fucking Armand Asante's a maniac. Donald Sutherland, Mustard Man's best friend. Ugh.